Hey guys and welcome to episode two of the Surf Coast Creatives podcast. Hope you enjoyed episode one with Natalie Martin. Got a huge amount of feedback for that one, didn't we, Jess? Welcome, Jess, co-host and hostess with the mostess. Thanks, Ben. Good to be here. Great to have you here as always. Now, so we did say season two, episode two. Our guest for today is an ocean fine art photographer. So please welcome Tal Lemons to episode two. Thanks, Ben and Jess, for having me. Uh, it's great to be here and, yeah, looking forward to having a good chat with you guys today. Yeah, great to have you here. It's one of my favourite subjects, photography, so I'm looking forward to this one. Jess has got a lot of questions too. So just for our listeners out there who may not be familiar with what you, exactly what you do, do you want to give us a quick rundown? Yeah, yeah, cool. So, yeah, like I said, my name's Tal. Um, I've been shooting photos um, probably for about 10 years now. Um Probably for the first five years, I was just dabbling around, you know, um, shooting a lot of my mates surfing, and that that um, was based generally down in Warrnambool, where I was living at the time, and a lot of the work, that all the photos that I was shooting was from land, so I was standing, you know, in the dunes taking photos of surfing or surfers, um, and I suppose eventually over, over time, like, I, I just developed an interest of, of looking at waves and the ocean a little bit differently and I'd come across some different um, ocean photographers and just the way they portrayed you know the ocean just completely blew my mind and it was a kind of kind of led me down a rabbit hole I suppose that I'm, I'm still lost in <laughs> um, but you know a, a great rabbit hole I suppose you know it's a it's just helped me kind of progress my photography further so I suppose it's for where I'm at now it's about creating art from a a photo and from the ocean versus just capturing a a surfer. Yeah I've seen your stuff on Instagram and I did see a story recently in the Surf Coast Times and you actually won an international award for one of your photographs so congratulations on that and do you want to tell us how, how you went about sort of entering that competition? I must say it was an international photo award, so for the Vienna International Photography Competition, is that right? Yeah, that's it, Ben. Don't don't repeat it too much. My head <laughs> might blow up. Um, <laughs> no, I think, um, look, yeah, I was, the, the coincidences or the chances of actually, you know, entering that comp um, were quite bizarre. Um, I'm not sure if you saw in some of those articles um, by the Geelong Addy and Surf Coast, I um, actually broke my leg um, earlier this year in February. Um, I fell off my mountain bike and absolutely absolutely (laughs) cooked it to oblivion. Um, So I broke my tib and my fib um, down kind of near my ankle. and so what, you're a downhill mountain biker? Or? Oh, I try to be. I <laughs> <laughs> wasn't very successful on that day. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, like generally I'll, I'll be riding in between when the surf's not too good or the photography's, you know, the light's not that great. So um, yeah, fell off and did an absolute doozy. Was in hospital for four weeks. Um, wow. Yeah, had this... Big Four con- weeks. Yeah, big contraption on my leg. Um, they call it an X-fix. This is pre-corona. Must have been just before. Yeah, just on, just beginning. So just about beginning. February. Yeah, in yep. Feb. So February the fifth it was. Um, yeah. Remember that date like my birthday now. <laughs> um, but yeah, literally. So the way I broke it meant that it was so, um, I don't know, just all over the shop. Like it was like the ankle dislocated as well so it just swelled up really really quite large um and it had the doctors in a bit of a you know perplexed state so what they they did was yeah they put this thing called an x-fix on which involved me having two big bolts or screws into my ankle and then three into my shin just to hold it all in place um and then yeah two three surgeries later um, we're getting back to, but you know, I suppose in that whole time, what, what the the point I was making is that I was not taking photos. I was on the couch, lying down, just had a laptop at my hands, you mm-hmm. know. So you know, the next best thing was to look about how do I promote my photography, like in this time, when I can't actually take photos. So yeah, just googled some competitions and was lucky enough to come across this Vienna one and just chucked it in. I always enter comps not really thinking that you're going to get a yeah. result, you know, and, you know, I got this email come through one day from, 
you know, look the gallery or, you know, however you speak in Vienna, whatever <laughs> they speak there. <laughs> it's very culturally appropriate of me. Yeah, but um, yeah, and I was just like, I couldn't really understand it because it was in a different language. But yeah, gold, gold number one. Just said gold place. at the end. Yeah, and I was like, that's obviously good. <laughs> he so. must have thought it was spam. That's it. Yeah, so found out that and yeah. Oh, that's history. fantastic. Congratulations. So what Do you remember the category that you won? It's yeah, quite so, a major category. Yeah, it was one of their, their um, I think it's called Our, Our World. Um, so it's basically open to landscape and, and animals and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. We've got the photograph on our feed and your feed as well, obviously, but mm. it's a really cool picture. And I guess it's open to interpretation. I yeah. guess that's why it may, it may have attracted a lot of attention in the first place. Mm. And a stunning photo, albeit that. Um what else do you think were some of the elements that got you through to the gold gold medal? Good question, Ben. Um, yeah, look, I think I think with the particular shot, as people might have seen, it's it's emulates kind of a mountain. Um, so it has it looks like it's water that looks like a mountain, um, and it was just by I suppose chance that you know the ocean does that in front of your eyes and that kind of thing that, you know, you've got to be in the moment to capture it, then let alone your camera gear and all that settings kind of to, to nail the photo. Um, but, yeah, I think just the way it kind of represents a mixture of land, land well, landscape, inverted commas, um, but in water. So, um, yeah, I think that's where it kind of might have stood out to the judges in that sense, so... Yeah, it had a bit of a Matterhorn sort of shape about yeah, it too, didn't it? That's it. That's it. Um, there's a, a I think there's an uh, a mountain in, I think it's Iceland or Finland or something. I'm not gonna. Give, oh, yep. I'm not yep. gonna give it a say. Try I, and, I think it's the one start in with Iceland. A K. Yep. Um, yeah. Can't I'm, think of the name either. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try and say it because I just <laughs> won't do it justice. But uh, it looks similar to that. I've been told and. And yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's the thing with it too, like photography and and my work. I try and create that interpretation in, in in the photos I'm taking, and like I've had people even say it looks like Godzilla coming out of the water yeah. or swimming <laughs> under the water, and you know just different things like that, which is cool. Yeah, very cool. And whereabouts was that photo taken? Oh, it's a secret. Secret? Nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's a special way. Of <laughs> yeah, nah. Look, I, I I travel a bit for that stuff. Um, that one was taken up in um on the south coast of New South Wales. Oh. Um took it early 2019 um yeah was swimming around with a mate up there and yeah shot the photo and actually um it's around marimbula uh, a little bit further up more like um aladala way and um yeah wollongong kind of around there they've got some awesome little nooks and crannies if you know where you're looking also shark central lately yeah exactly that too which is (laughs) which is totally a vibe (laughs) but um yeah so that's where that one was shot yeah, that's cool. And if we can get into shooting locations and all the rest and the nitty-gritty of that, um, how do you go about taking photos in the ocean? So we'll get into the hardware and equipment and everything in a minute, but mm. where do you start? Do you have a jet ski? You go out in the open water and dive in and off you go. Do you, do you shoot shore breaks? Do you yeah. have a long lens and you just pick off little waves coming through? Like, mm. How is it done? Yeah, uh, that's another great question. I suppose all of those all of those things um, are yeses and nos. I, I've never shot from a, a jet jet ski, but um, you know that's something a lot of surf photographers do or ocean photographers. Um, all of my stuff is done swimming, um, so I've got me little flippers on and me squeegee and you know, me underwater camera, and off we go. You know, yeah, and cool. mixture of different lenses and equipment too. So literally just fins, a pair of fins, get in the ocean and start swimming. Yeah, I probably should mention I'm not starkers. I've got a wetsuit yeah. on too, so <laughs> yeah. that's helpful. <laughs> it keeps you and nice obviously and a warm. very thick wetsuit yeah, down here yeah. on the south. That's it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And, um, you know, the thicker the wetsuit sometimes the better too. It gives you a bit more buoyancy to stay, um, at, like, out of the water so you're not so, de- oh, how do you say, not not as sunk into the into the water. Um and obviously yeah. a very good swimmer. So from Warney and been a nipper from a young age or did the, all those types of things? No. Surf Didn't club, touch it. Surf club was oh, anti-surf club. <laughs> Not <laughs> at all. Nah, look, I think um, Warnable, 
Uh, I've got a lot of like respect for the ocean down there. Um, there's some wild and woolly scenes that we see mm. in, in, in the ocean down there and um, even just some particular surf spots that I've grown up surfing. You kind of, you don't realise like some, some of them are pretty gnarly and then, you know, just, just the heaviness of the ocean there and um, learning to actually read the ocean too yep. when it comes to, you know, rips or, um, you know, undertow and just being able to kind of manage you know, your energy too while swimming out in a place like that. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've grown up bodyboarding too, which um, definitely played a big part in, you know, being able to you know, read and appreciate the ocean in that space. But yeah, I think the number one thing is just always respecting the ocean, you know, yep. not taking it for granted and yeah, being safe, I suppose. Yeah, I can vouch for that. The ocean down there is different level because mm. you're past Cape Hotway. Mm. And it seems to be a bit more savage. Like, we had a trip with Jess's family for Jess's dad's birthday, I think, just before the lockdown. Yeah. And it was down at Portland, and I couldn't get over the size of the waves. And yeah. Just the power. So, yeah. I mean, they're big at Bells and Winky and all the rest, but down there, it just seemed to be a different level. Yeah, correct. And that's right. Like, I think, like, up here, um, well, we get a lot, lot of heavier ground swells down there and just open oceans, so things kind of... When when the you know waves connect with either the sand breaks or the you know the the reefs down there, it's just super heavy. Yeah. yeah. So literally swimming in, do you ever get afraid of tides, strong rips, tides that can mm. take you out to halfway to Antarctica? Yeah. You might get some good shots, but yeah, unlikely to come back. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a mixture of uh, like a, a couple of spots I've I've swum and you know you like you're swimming out so you know that might be depending on the location you might be swimming swimming for five ten minutes just to get to the spot then you've got a session out there that might be you know anywhere from 60 to, to 120 minutes you know and then the the paddle in um the paddle in is always you know the the game changer because you know that's where you start to cramp up or you're starting to feel the cold and yeah like or it might be starting to get dark or or something like that too so it's a bit more dicier, that's for sure. Have you ever lost a camera or a flipper? Uh, uh, flippers, yes, yeah. yes. Way more important yeah. than a flipper. <laughs> correct, correct. No, look, I've been uh, super lucky to not have lost any gear. Um, I have a leash that I, I put it on my arm. Um, but I suppose there's been times where um, I've been swimming and just got absolutely pumped and, yeah. you know, the camera gets ripped out of your hand um, and it, Literally, it's like, you know, with all the gear in it, you, it's like nearly, well, it's anywhere from 5 to 10 kilograms, hey. So if it's getting ripped out of your arm but still attached to your body and flying around in the water, yeah. it's literally like a volatile object, hey. Like, so um, luckily I've never had it clock me one, but yeah. Um, yeah, there's been times where it's been ripped out of my hand and at one one spot a while back, um, yeah, ripped out of my hand and just sliced my finger pretty good and... Oh. Yeah, so there's, there's there's a bit that goes on at times, yeah. that's for sure. And so that's camera and equipment. So five to six kilos you're carrying while you're swimming. Mm, yeah. Have you had any clo- close calls with certain wildlife out in the ocean? Um, certain wildlife with big teeth? <laughs> nothing at this stage, hey. Um, sometimes, well, frequently me and my mates kind of head over to South Australia. Obviously not at the moment. Um, there's some pretty ridic- ridiculous surf spots over there and... Um, I wasn't actually shooting photos at this particular spot. I was, I was surfing, um, but I remember I was out on the point by myself, and and all my mates were kind of you know swimming back out, and um, I just remember I turned back to see where they were, and I just saw this massive grey thing just move under me. <laughs> I literally squealed, hey! I literally <laughs> squealed, and I, I'll, I'll I'll never forget that moment. And it, it was a dolphin, thank goodness, but um. <laughs> Yeah, the moment of sheer terror. <laughs> it's great to know I'm a man in the, man in the moment. You know? <laughs> swim back and change your wetsuit. Pretty much, eh? <laughs> I must admit I did the same thing the other day. There's There's been a lot of dolphins at Torquay lately, which is apparently really, really exceptional and doesn't happen that very often, but I've seen them twice in mm. well, last Tuesday night and I think it was on a Thursday evening. I saw them as well, or Saturday, something, can't remember. All the days rolling into one. Yeah. But I just know that fear of seeing that grey body and that fin pop out of the water. But the, I guess once you see that fin and the 
full immersion out mm. of the ocean and you can kind of relax a little bit but yeah. i imagine that's terrifying when you're swimming definitely definitely it's um yeah look i've, I've always kind of been uh, like I try and try and be a lot at peace, you know, with the idea of sharks because they're there. That you know, you, we're entering their territory, and um, you know, I follow a lot of you know pro shark divers and stuff on on Insta, and I yeah. think just even just the the low key saturation of seeing photos of sharks just kind of I, I think as humans, you know, we've just got this innate fear in us that that's dangerous, we shouldn't go there. Yeah. But then you talk, you see these these divers and stuff that are, you know, swimming along with whites or something, really great white sharks and, you know, touching their back or something like that and yeah. it kind of just makes you go like, Oh, okay, you know, there is an element of, you know, gentle beauty with these creatures too. It's just learning to harness our own fear and anxiety in that moment too. So, yeah, I think they're way misunderstood. Mm. The sharks, I mean it makes for a great news story, but you've mm. got more chance of dying of a bee sting. That's what I tell myself yep. every time I go surfing. So yep. Jess is looking at me worried, concerned. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So I think Jess, you had a few questions about health and fitness. If you're uh, swimming out in the ocean. Yeah, well, after you said that you broke your leg, are you back out um, shooting now? Like are you fully recovered to swim around? Yeah, so I've been in the ocean a little bit um, the last three or four weeks. Um, been slowly testing it. Um, I've got a pretty savage dad bod right now, but <laughs> I think uh, I think you know that'll that'll slowly come off, you know. Yeah. But you know that's just been from lying down on my butt for for six months, you yeah. know. So, um, but I think it was it's it's just really interesting because I'm still trying to get that movement happening with with the leg and. Um, yeah, I suppose getting back to a sense of normality of, of movement in the ocean too. Like um, I surfed a couple of weekends ago with a little bit of swell um, that it was nice to kind of just feel the vulnerability, to feel a bit vulnerable in the ocean and know that, you know, there's a bit more work for me to do to, to yeah. get to that point of, of, of feeling comfortable and, and yeah. being fit. So Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um. I'm a personal trainer, that's why I asked that. Ah. I thought you might take you a while to recover. Yeah. Um, strength training and Pilates are going to do you good if you want to build it up any quicker. True, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, yeah, maybe now or moving into the future, what do you, what's it look like? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um Look, I, I don't often share this, I suppose, through through articles and stuff that I've been in the past, but I work in mental health. Um, that's my, my Monday to Friday, nine to five, um, which, you know, I love. Um, and, you know, my photography really complements that, you know, knocking off work and, and the idea of self-care, of just getting in the ocean. And um, I think, you know, particularly for me, taking photos is just one of those things I can really just detach from, yeah. from any kind of stress. So... Um, yeah, if you want to get technical, that I suppose you call that mindfulness. You know, it's just really being in the present moment of, and not having those kind of judgment or you know, uh, not having judgment of the moment and just being in it. You know, so I think that's also why photography is so addictive. So, yeah. Yeah, I do recall that's one of the reasons I got into photography a few years ago. I studied photography year 11 and year 12 at high school. Mm. and kind of gave up on it because I think I actually spoke to a photographer from the Herald Sun at the time. I emailed him, just cold emailed, and asked him, you know, what's it like? Uh, what's life like as a sports photographer? He was a very prominent sports photographer. He actually follows the podcast now. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, Better say kind things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of said that, okay, if you super super passionate about it then do it but if you want to be poor the rest of your life something like that mm-hmm. um then maybe pursue something else mm. and do photography on the side which is what you're doing so yeah uh, nine to five mental health so is that a taxing oh yeah it can be at times i suppose you know like it's uh, i suppose i suppose i like to describe my job as you know helping people help themselves rather than um you know, me helping them, I guess, you know, it's a, for me, it's a transference of building people's skills and confidence and ability to kind of promote their, you know, their wellness in their life. So, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, but like all of us at times, you know, we, we have days where, or, you know, moments in our life where, you know, shit just is not okay. And, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's days in the job that, you know, you have days like that and of supporting people. And I guess that's where I'm just super grateful to have the things like, you know, riding my bike or, or jumping in the ocean um, as, as a part of my kind of self-care and, um, yeah, keeping me on the right track, I guess. Yeah, I couldn't imagine a better outlet to be out there swimming in the ocean and just being at one with yourself, as you say. Are you swimming out there by yourself or do you go out with a, a posse of photographers? We've got a posse. They annoy the shit out of me, but <laughs> they're all my mates. They're, no, they're great, they're great. Um, no longer your mates? <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, totally, totally. But no, that's actually also been a really cool thing. You know, there's a few... A um, few other lads that I take photos with, I'll plug their names just for the sake of it. Yep. Um, a young lad in um, Ocean Grove who's picked up a camera, his name's John T. Lang. Um, John T. Lang. He's shooting some epic photos. Um, and then one of my good mates, um, Luke Barker, yep. um, he's on um, Insta as well. They're both on Insta. Um, Tron or, uh, Luke, Luke has the most epic dad pun jokes throughout his <laughs> instagram feed um you need to check that out just on that that notion but um yeah we we often shoot together and you know i've got connections throughout the whole of australia really that shoot photos and um it's kind of cool it's like this little light low-key club that's not really yep. a club where you know people connect and you know there's a lot of ocean photographers that appreciate each other's work um but particularly down this way um there are times i'll shoot by myself but there are, you know, a lot of a lot of the times of shooting my mates surfing or, you know, um, going with the boys to, to take some snaps as well. Yeah, it must does does that increase the comfort level to be swimming with other guys and they swim as well? And yeah, to an extent, yeah, and it's and it's it just makes the vibe sick, you know, because you've got, you know, buddies in the water and you know an epic wave comes through and you're hooting and carrying on and yeah. you know, did you you know did you get that shot? Blah 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 blah. <laughs> show me yours and yeah that kind of thing and then turns into this kind of game where it's like it's almost like a competitive thing too, you know, a healthy competitive thing where you're trying to push each other to get a better shot and um yeah so that's kind of cool too do you ever like say do you three go out together sometimes yeah do you ever check each other's work and compare and see all the time if they're are they all different or kind of look similar um i I get like that's a silly question but no 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 it's not at all it's not at all i think um you know we've all got a pretty cool little connection in that photography space where we can just give pretty brutal and honest feedback to each other like because mm-hmm. it's our little click it's like nah that's that's appalling <laughs> don't post that <laughs> don't don't promote that or you know the colors are too too you know um too enhanced on that so yeah it's a great little kind of you know feedback and mentor loop that we've got going on so yeah, yeah. it works well and on the editing is there much editing in your photos um look i, I imagine you use lightroom and yeah i'm more i'm more photoshop yep um, Photoshop gives an ability to kind of just enhance that one I- image versus like a Lightroom where you could process numerous photos at um, once. Yeah, yeah at once, um, as you'd know, being a photographer, Ben. But um, yeah, I, I really try and keep my editing to a, a, a minimal. Um, I think, you know, the, the real trick in photography is being able to capture almost what you're what you're seeing there and then in the camera and just giving it the 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 minor tweaks to 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 give it that you know end appeal i suppose and um yeah and that's where i just really am try i try to be mindful of how much i i change images or or you know enhance colors and things like that yeah it's always the subtle edits that make the biggest difference isn't it i mean you can really ruin a good photo can't you with too much editing so it's totally. always the subtle edits yep that go a long way agree agree and Ed, with your award-winning photos the apex you called it wasn't it yeah it actually looked like you had a low aperture because it was focused in the middle quite mm. blurry on the outside was yep. that photoshop or was that actually shot with low aperture low aperture mate well done there we there go, you go. See? <laughs> kudos to ben yeah <laughs> nah look um yeah it was actually it was one shot in a sequence of probably about 10 photos. So it's probably important for people to understand. It's not, you don't just swim out and go click and that's the photo. It's yep. it's swim out, you set your camera to what they call like a high burst, um, yep. 
yeah, photographer like photo mode um, with with your shutter speed. So that means you're capturing uh, a, a, as many photos as you can basically in in a small time frame. Yep. Um, particularly for wave photography or, or any kind of sport photography, um, to get that one moment is you know, it can be a millisecond out and it's off, you know. Yep. So that whole sequence, um, it was shot with a low aperture, um, which, again, for people that might not be familiar with photography, means that there's um, what they call the depth of field. So it's quite... Um, imagine putting your finger in front of your eye and then watching everything kind of blur out behind it. That's kind of the 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 style that I was focusing on there. So focusing on one particular point and having a lot of the rest of the image blur out. Mm. And can you change that aperture when you're out in the water? Yeah. Or do you have yep. to fix it before you go in? Yeah. No, so early days with, with my gear that I had, um, and this is where money comes into the situation too, um, early days with my, my housing. Um, so I've got an, an Aquatec uh, water housing um, and they start you know anywhere from fifteen hundred dollars to uh you know up to up to five five grand just for a, a, a box that protects your camera yeah. basically but five grand yeah a, yeah. yeah so as as the prices go up they they give you more compatibility with talking to your camera and pressing the buttons and stuff inside it so um early days i didn't have that all those options to change um all the settings because you know just of, of where my budget was at at the time but now i've got a cool a cool setup um that allows me to change all the all the buttons and things that i want um that are primary to to taking shots in the ocean yeah cool and we've got a lot a lot of keen photographers on the surf coast that tune into the to the podcast so for them, on behalf of them, what sort of camera do you use? Uh, it's always the great debate, and I'll probably tar my name right now. But no, you Canon or Canon? I'm a Canon, Canon man. Um, yeah, Canon man through and through at the moment. But you know, there's some some epic new stuff coming out. I've been watching Sony and you know just what they're yep. doing with their their new stuff. And um, but yeah, Canon at the moment. And this is always the problem as a photographer. You know, you spend years investing in lenses or equipment for a particular brand. Yep. And even the, the housings that you buy are, are designed for that particular model, so you can't just mm. drop everything and buy a new camera. So you kind of lo- it's like a locking contract, basically. Yeah. You know, once you once you buy, <laughs> you're in, literally you're, locked in. Yeah, that's it. So and you know, if you're going to sell up, you got to sell your whole kit. So yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, but I'm a Canon man at the moment. Um, love me or hate me, but um, yeah, look, there's some some amazing photographers out there that use just all different. Um, Year and you know I think it just comes back down to the the person behind yeah. the, the the camera. I've personally got an Olympus EM1, so ah, good yep. little camera. But yeah, mm. I had a look at the warehousing costs on eBay and all the rest, and it's about 1,800 starting price. So Ooh. yeah, I think it's even more specialised for the Olympus because it's mm. a mirrorless camera, so a bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. But um, is it, so your warehousing won't fit. A Nikon or any nah, other camera? Nah, so it's built it's, for that camera. It's yeah, the the water housing I've got is made for the even Canon, that model. Yeah, Canon 5D Mark IV. Yep. So um, yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> so locked in. But um, there is one I suppose perk with with the camera housing, so you can get um, detachable lens ports on the front. So you've got this. I don't know. Imagine yeah, I suppose it's just like a screw-on lens uh, port that suits particular lenses that you can swim out with yep um so that depends if you've got a short length a short lens like a 50 mil or an 85 mil um up to shooting like a, a 70 to 200 um zoom lens so um that like that particular shot apex was shot with the 70 to 200 um zoom lens and that in itself has got like zoom gear, so it allows you to, it's got like a cog kind of cognition that allows you to zoom in and out while you're in the water. It's, it's awesome bit of engineering, but yeah. Um, yeah. That was another thing about that photo. I couldn't tell if that was a massive wave or if it was a little mini wave. Yeah. Actually, if you shot it with a 200 mil. Yeah, yeah. It must have been pretty big. Uh, I'm still fooling everybody. It was in the bathtub. 
<laughs> no, not really. <laughs> not really. Curtains nah. drawn. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Torch but, shining on. Yeah, the <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nah, but um, it was more. Fooled everyone in Vienna. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got them good. Huh? <laughs> big shout out to everyone listening in Austria. <laughs> yeah, but I'll probably get stripped of the award now. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, that uh, that day was pretty pretty interesting. Hey, like it's um, yeah, it was. It's like a, a location where there's a rock wall and then the beach and the way the wave breaks, it bounces off the rock wall and then comes uh, and connects with the wave on the beach. So yep. that's where you get that that point um, okay. and that mountain style. And, you know, some of the shots that you can get at those places are, are amazing, you know, and it, it, could, it could be a small wave, but just the way it kind of might flick or connect together um, could make it look, you know, so way that- bigger. Actually, wasn't that far offshore that photo? Uh, yeah, it was probably yeah, probably 100 meters or so. All right. Yeah. There you go. So international award-winning photo. Yeah. 100 meters from shore. That's right. So I can tell your your focus. You've just reminded me of another big photographer, surf photographer in Ocean Grove, Ed Sloan. Mm. He's got quite a big profile here on the surf coast. Yeah, yeah. He shoots Rip Girl and WSL and all sorts of people. Um, I can see that. You probably don't want to go down that path of surf photography. Have you ever wanted to go down that path, or are you just sticking with the fine art photography? Um, look, yeah, Ed, Ed shoots some epic stuff, hey. Um, and I was really grateful to Ed early days. Like, I don't think I've ever really actually had the chance to tell him, but, um, you know, I swam out at one of the heavier reef breaks down in, in Victoria with him for the first time, and he's real good at just coaching and just saying, like, you know, not over the top, but just saying, hey, sit here, you know, this is where you're at, and um yeah like that was that was really helpful um so shout out to you ed but um yeah like and i suppose this is where stuff is just different you know and people's perception of photography is different you know ed shoots a lot of awesome surf stuff which is totally his forte and he does some arty stuff too i've seen his arty stuff and it's been it's rad you know um but i suppose you know it's it for me um i really focus on yeah, the artistic side of stuff and just interpret like people interpret interpreting um, things out of my images or or wanting to kind of put it on their wall or something like that, versus taking a photo of a, of a surfer in a tube. You know that yeah. that might get put on a wall somewhere if it's the right place. Like I don't know, but um, not so much with the arty stuff. Actually, that's a good point. Like you're not going to put up a random photo of a random surfer. Inside yeah. your house, are you? No. Unless it's Mick Fanning or well, yeah. someone you admire. But, yeah, it's a good point. Mm. You'd rather have something that's timeless you can look at day after day after day. Yeah, correct, correct. I think it's a good segue into your business model. So you've got the website set up. Mm. Yep. Uh, tellemons.com. Uh, tellemonsphoto. Tellemonsphoto.com. Yep. So you sell prints. Is there any other revenue sources? You talked about Ed coaching. I gather that, that was just a sort of informal mates yeah, that type was a, thing. Yeah, pretty informal setup. Any up. plans to do workshops and coaching and things like that? Nothing at this stage. Um, I think like something like with my photography, I've done it kind of for me the whole whole time throughout this journey. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that I've, I've won an award and, you know, um, are selling, you know, selling prints all over the world is... I don't know, I'm just so humbled at that that thought process, you know, and the fact that I can even do that. Like, for me, photography is just about winding down after work and getting in the ocean, you know, and having a play on the computer with editing stuff. So I think, um, yeah, like the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm selling stuff through the website now is great. So, yeah, you can buy prints or uh, for the Australian, you know, crew, you can buy a fully framed, um, you know, framed canvas or, or photo um and it, i'll query it to your door and off you go so there's a few options there where do you make your own frames or whereabouts do you get those made nah look i, I wish i had the time to do something <laughs> like that but um yeah no i get some some local crew in geelong <laughs> to do it all of my stuff's locally like um produced um so probably probably to backpedal a little bit there ben i get some some dudes in um leopold they're called blindforest.com so michael and dan yeah those guys do fine art prints and they are absolutely meticulous around what they put out and what they replicate through their printer um, and computer screen and you know the stuff that i get from them has just yeah is just phenomenal you know they've... that's the other thing isn't it print quality yeah totally i've printed a few photos via office works 
not not where <laughs> you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't really worked out. Actually, yeah. those photos on the wall there. Oh yeah. Inside yep. our house, um, a photo of White's Beach and Torquay, and a photo south side. Oh nice. Yeah. They're both office works, so Sick. not yep. bad, but you can do a lot better, can't you? Yeah, and look, I suppose these guys, they have. You know the cream in the crop Epson printers, and you know cal- their screens are calibrated to, you know, print exactly what you see on the computer screen versus, um, yeah, what what you would get in something like Officeworks, you know, um, and yeah, they just they they totally care about what they're producing. So, you know, if anybody's chasing photos, I'd really recommend you scope those guys out. What was that website again? Blindforest.com. Blindforest.com. So it sounds like for you, it's never really been about make, building a business and uh, turning it into a full-time income. It's kind of, a, it's your passion. It's a mm. way to follow your passion and whatever happens with money and the rest is is what happens. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Like obviously COVID isn't ideal, but you know, back in the day before that was doing, how's that me saying back in the day before <laughs> the new world, the, the new normal. <laughs> um, yeah, nah, look, I think, um, I used to try and do some local markets and stuff like yeah. that. Um, they were always a, a good little vibe. Um, always hard for people to, to, to consider dropping, you know, a big bit of coin at markets. It's mm-hmm. more just your little kind of gift, gift kind of things and, and marketing and things like that through that process. Um, but yeah, shout out to like Ocean Grind in, in um, uh, Torquay who've been um, yeah putting markets on for for the last few years that you know and he, Mark's Mark's included me from the very very first market so um, that's been great to be involved in and yeah yeah that's exciting we've got Mark coming on um, for episode four oh so that'll be fun great yes. but he, yeah yeah. Um, I've seen that I used to be across the road at the owned a gym across the road, and I remember the night markets starting up, and then there was like half the space, and then yep. it just got bigger and bigger, and yeah, it was awesome. It. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Well, so you started showing your stuff there. Yeah, early days. I think I think the first one that Mark did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was I was involved with that and. We had this running joke that I was too much of a tight ass to bu- to hire a table, so I had to borrow one of his tables. <laughs> Did that for push that for as long as I could, but I thought, no, nah, better 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 own up and start by, start hiring a ten dollar table from up the road. <laughs> but um, yeah, make sure you tell him I plugged him. Hopefully, yeah. he returns the favour. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not just the guy that steals his tables. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. Um and. Just talking, coming back to your Instagram, um, mm. so you, you use that to showcase your work as well. Yeah. Do you ever have um, issues putting up images? Like, do you not want to put some things up because someone might, I don't know, copy, can you do that, download? Yeah. Or do you show your best work there or what's your process for Instagram? Oh, social media is just not my forte. I know I have to do it, but it's just, I feel like, over the last couple of years, and I, I imagine a lot of artists and just creatives can relate to this, just reaching people through that platform is just becoming harder and harder and you have to become, you know, an Instagrammer versus an artist, you know, and it's about engaging people and getting people to your page and that's cool if, if you're about that, but, you know, I just try and let my photography do do the talking. So, um, yeah, look, I, I, I post... Um, Probably now I post once in a blue moon, really. Um, particularly mm-hmm. at the moment, I haven't got a lot, a lot of new content to share because of my, my, my leg situation. But um, yeah, like when I do put stuff out, I'll make sure it's cream of the crop that I'm happy with. Yep. Um, and just, yeah, trying to promote my best best work, I guess, in that mm-hmm. space versus just posting for the sake of posting. And do you think, can you tell when you, um, when people buy your prints, um, or your your photography work um if it's coming from your instagram or because of the competition that you won or can how are people finding you yeah um so i've got i use um squarespace for my website i'm not sure if it's helpful to talk about that for for other people Mm but um yeah so i've got those guys um yeah that i've just got set my website up through them and um the payment platform and you can do some analytical stuff with 
you know, um, you know, just business side of things and seeing where people come from. So I've got a, a real mixture of just people plugging it in in Google. I've run some Google ads here and there. Um, yeah. I've actually done some ads. Oh yeah, I try yep. to be. Try to be. <laughs> How did you go with that? Yeah. Uh, look, at, I've never is. heard of. Uh, I think I've heard of a photographer doing that, so oh, yeah. keen to see how it goes. Yeah, so I've only been like, obviously my budget isn't huge, um, yeah. but um, yeah, just plugging, um, yeah, my stuff in particular search words and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and only I because it's non-visual, so it's yeah, that's here. right, that's right. And you know, you've got to try and this is this is always the trick with photography is trying to stand out, you know, because there's so many people that can pick up a photographer. Uh, camera and um shoot photos so um yeah that's kind of been a little bit helpful so yeah run google ads here and there um and also like i suppose the whole idea of like website programming and the seo conversation around search engines and um that's that was all done i i really focused on that when i had my bung leg you know it was stuff i was putting off for so long and I was kind of forced into it and now kind of reaping a bit of bit of reward with that's it. So, yeah. yeah, kind of blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's it. Where, that's where it. did you break your leg, incidentally? Uh, as it, uh, like, location-wise? Oh, yeah, location. Um, nothing hectic. There's just this little track in Geelong that I was riding after work. Um, I yep. don't know if people know Shannon Ave, little mountain bike track in there. But, um, yeah, it's literally just a cardio ride I do after work and just a wind down if the surf's not good. And just was coming down this little kind of incline part and um oh decline part sorry and went into a corner and <laughs> next thing i was asked over tit and <laughs> my leg was sideways and i was like oh my gosh you know this is not okay <laughs> like that was fairly innocuous yeah not yeah. like you're a red bull rampage no no back in the day i was but, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah no I, I used to race downhill back in the day oh you did um, yeah, yeah yeah but and that's why you know i was like you know how do you how do you ride down a hill as fast as you can every weekend for like three years and then just go for a cruisy ride somewhere and end up yeah. doing the absolute, you know, doozy on yourself? Like, it's normally how it works, isn't it? So. Yeah, true. Mm. Actually, my last event with a previous employer in Torquay, uh, our last, we did a lot of events at Surf Coast Century, Otway Odyssey and other yeah. things and actually the Bike Buller Festival up oh, in yeah. Mount Buller. And one of our managers last year went up there for a sort of reconnaissance trip yep. to see how the mountain was and everything, conditions. Came off on a left-hand turn and uh, broke his collarbone almost. Oh, so Fun. And basically just said he was riding around the corner doing not much. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. Not like he was going off the tabletop or anything like yeah. that or over the doubles. But, yeah. So you haven't really talked about who inspires you, so it's, there's no shortage of inspiration when it comes to ocean photography, mm. actually a very crowded space. So mm. actually one thing before that, so just for our listeners, you've been able to build a pretty healthy social following, 4,000 mm. followers this day and age. Mm. Really, really good. It's massive on Instagram. I mm. mean, for Instagram three, four years ago, that's equivalent to, I don't know, 40,000 followers. It's mm. just getting so much harder and harder. Mm to mm. get people's attention on Instagram without paying for it. Yeah, yeah. So you've been able to build a healthy following on Instagram just by posting every now and then. Mm. Has it always been that way? No, not at all, hey. Like, I think, um, yeah, like like I was saying before around, you know, trying to engage people in different ways is is um, something that I've been mindful of. And, and like, I, here's me saying, oh, I don't run it as a business. I'm kind of trying to be business-minded with it, I suppose. And, you know, occasionally I'll do, like, print giveaways and stuff like that that just hypes a bit of people, you know, coming to coming to my website or social media kind of platforms. And um, more, more recently, I suppose, the part that's been really, really beneficial is me tr- really working hard and engaging this kind of Surf Coast audience versus... Yep. Um, yeah, versus a, a, a bigger global scene. Yeah. yeah. So even though I print, you know, I print and ship stuff, you know, like I've shipped stuff to UK, America, all over the place. Really? Yeah. But like the local crew seem mm. to, I don't know, they, they can just appreciate the, the art that, you know, I'm putting out and connect to the ocean stuff too. So that's always really helpful. But um, just pursuing, you know, like Facebook groups even and just doing a random post here and there just to try and get you know 
random people coming across your work that might not have before. So on Facebook too? Yeah, yep. So that's find, just... I hate that word, engagement, but do you find there's a bigger conversation on Instagram compared to Facebook? Um, hmm, probably something I haven't really paid much attention to, but I think, I think Facebook... I'm able to engage people with a bit a bit more. Um, I often do, like, in my posts and things, do, you know, just what I'm kind of feeling or what the image kind of might might mean to me and then put all my, my social media links and websites uh, website links through that post. Yeah. Um, so that is often helpful. But, yeah, I suppose trying to give people a reason to connect to, to, to a post is, is, um, is important. Um, because a picture is a picture and you can say the old thing, a picture says a thousand words, but you know, what are you actually trying to, what's the message behind it? You know? Yeah. So, um, I think sometimes, yeah, sharing that little insight or, or something about an award for an example gets people hyped up a bit. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to say that Ben has had 15 questions like, or probably more than that running around. We've got to ask, tell this, we've got to ask <laughs> about that photo. So, yeah. So yeah. when, when you do write like a, a story or tell your, tell your um, meaning behind it, mm. just picture Ben running around like, what does it mean? <laughs> just sure. wanted to embarrass you there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> He's blushing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blushing off camera. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, our most popular post so far is the picture of your apex. So oh, yeah. there you go. That's I think that's right. testament and an upvote for your Jeez. for your and photograph. Everyone, everyone seems to like. Everyone knows you that follows the podcast already. They're like, oh, it's so great that you're getting him on. Yeah. Can't wait to hear this one. Yeah. Whereas awesome. before we'd probably get maybe four, five, or six for each episode. But I reckon it's. Yeah, it's really popular. Cool. So, oh. Yeah, a lot of connection there. Yeah, that's good to hear. Thanks, guys. And getting back to inspiration, so just backpedaled mm. there on social media, but I think mm. a lot of photographers will appreciate that and mm. just some hints and tips around that conversation. But um, inspiration, so no shortage. Uh, you've got Ed Sloan in Ocean Grove. Mm. He's actually Ballarat boy. Um, yourself from Warrnambool, now in Ocean Grove. So plenty in Ocean Grove. I know there's that guy that owns the shop in Ocean Grove, the print shop. Oh, Brendan. Bre- yeah. yeah, Brendan, yep. Quite a talented photographer. And then yeah. you got the bigger guys like Ray Collins. Mm. I'm pretty sure he's from Wollongong. Yep. And then you've got Russell Ord yep. in Western Australia. You've got, um, Matthew, I think it's Matt Burgess. Yeah, he's Mornington boy. Mornington yeah. Peninsula. Was, yeah, yep. Um, is, do any of those guys... Do you look up to them for inspiration? And if not, do you look yeah. up to other people outside of photography? Yeah, look, I think um, everybody in Australia with in terms of photography, like I feel like Australia's photography or ocean photography is just pushing the envelope, hey? Like, um, you know, there's some dudes that like, you know, you look at Russell Ord um, or even a young fella, Leroy Ballot. I'm sure a lot of surf, like photographers might be aware of him. Like this dude... Like Leroy, for example, I think he was 17, getting pulled into like the most gnarliest waves behind behind surfers on a jet ski with a camera in hand, taking photos. And like, I think he won Nikon Photo of the Year or something a while back, Surf Photo of the Year, and that just that oh, I reckon I've seen that photo. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Chopu? Yeah, ridiculous photo. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh, I don't know if it was Chopu, but it was it's a yeah. There was there was one he shot yeah. recently of a of a cover that went on um, that was from Chopu, but um. Look, everybody's doing stuff different. Yep. Um, and I suppose it does come to a point, though, where we're all shooting a similar similar thing and it's how you interpret it or how you edit it or how, how you know, what light you, you, you're kind of capturing the moment in. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I suppose I draw, to all of, draw all, from all of those guys, but I also think, you know, it's really important that I, I try and define myself as something different you know as you know that i'm not just remaking photos that someone else has made so that's always hard when you are perhaps shooting with someone in the same place at the same time because you're buddies but you're also doing the same thing you know like photography wise so um again trying to interpret the moment differently and how how you've seen it and how you've kind of want to put it out to the world well that's a big piece of advice for a big photographer in california chris burkhart I'm sure you're familiar with his some of his stuff. 
Mm. Yeah, you always says you've got to define yourself. You can't run around Correct. taking the same photos as everyone else. Correct. Yeah. Which tends to happen a lot on Instagram. They're in the same filters and everything. You start to look at some of these photos and it's, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's right. So that's I, right. it's one thing I don't like about Instagram for photographers. It kind of takes away sometimes from the mm. talent and the work that you put into a photograph. Because yep. on Instagram, it's just another photo sometimes. But I agree. Yeah. At least with competitions and things, you're getting some recognition and yeah, maybe that's the path to go down for some people to enter some competitions and mm. appear at... Did Mark from Ocean Grind ask you... Did he ask you in the first place to come and present at the gallery or did you reach out to him? Uh, I think we just met over coffee, you know. I was just in there getting a the coffee and he said, oh, blah, 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 I've got a mark. And I said, oh, I do photography. So I think it was as simple as that. So... Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, right place, right time. And I think, um, yeah, you're right with Instagram. You can definitely just get, um, yeah, like images can just get lost in a, in a sea of images, you know, and how do you, how do you define yourself and how do you stand out, you know, doing stuff different is the key, I think. And... Well, we're getting close to an hour. It's going pretty quick. I've still got a hundred questions to ask. <laughs> better stop talking so much. <laughs> it's um, so a lot of photographers obviously out there on the surf coast. The ocean is a great place to learn photography and all the rest. If you're a young budding photographer, got any big tips of advice for for photographers out there? Just have fun. Just have fun. Don't make it. Don't make it. There's something that's arduous that you you start hating or start you know beating yourself up over i think it's that there's a fine line with that as an artist and and you know i'm sure a lot of artists will relate is that 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 sense of um healthy healthy uh criticism towards towards your work um i think that's something now that i still struggle with you know i i I might look at photos and go well it's not it's not what I want it to be, but it's there and I have to put it out. Like I don't have to put it out, but, you know, just finding that, that fine line of healthy criticism and, you know, find someone that's, that's made it or that you aspire to and, and, you know, compare yourself a little bit, you know, to the point of, oh, you know, look at their colors or look at the use of their, their composition or whatever it might be, um, to compose the shot. Um, yeah, just keep pushing yourself in that space, but just make sure it's fun. And yeah, feedback as well is a good one. So you would take feedback from artists and people outside of photography too? Yeah, all the time, all the time. Like it's always interesting to kind of, like I said, I've got my, my good kind of close mates that shoot photos as well and we can give really honest feedback to each other around, nah, shit, next photo. <laughs> like, you know, and sometimes sometimes it's brutal. Sometimes it's brutal and you yeah. don't want to hear it. Like, um <laughs> But I think that whole self-growth journey is about being open to hear it and open to what other people's perceptions are, but then still sticking to your guns and, and what, what you feel is good for you. Yep. Yeah, I must admit it's tough because mm. I've, I've had really good photos that I thought were really good and then you put them on Instagram and they absolutely bomb. Yeah. And then I've put on what I thought was pretty average photos and then they, they go through the roof in terms of popularity. Yeah, so totally. it's hard to pick sometimes. Mm. That's perhaps one good thing about social media is getting the market to sort of judge your photos, but yeah. that's kind of taking away from what an artist is, isn't it? So, True, yep. Um, a question we like to ask, Jess, about creativity. Mm. Um, so do you think creativity is a matter of nature or nurture? So no. do you think if you were Gosh, born with now this creative? Tapping into the mental health psychology world. <laughs> Jesus, am I getting paid for this or what? No. <laughs> um, look, no, I think it's a, it's a real... Um, look, my dad's super creative when it comes to, to music. In the early days, he was a mad artist, like, you know, painting-wise. And, and, you know, my mum still dabbles in art and she, you know, does some amazing stuff herself. And I've probably been in an environment that's uh, nurtured that. Um, yeah. But also, you know, I suppose that's where, like I talked about, being in that, that space of being able to kind of, connect to who you are and give give yourself positive feedback or growth around a, a particular skill or, or whatever it is you know that's something yeah. that can be taught I suppose in, in in you know in life but it's kind of comes back to who you are so 
I probably didn't answer your question there, did I? But I, um, I, I would say it's definitely a mixture of both. But, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've definitely been supported by, by my folks to, to develop, you know, and, and push myself in that, that space. Yeah, cool. Mm. All right. And um, I'll hand it back to Ben. Thanks, Jess. So the future for Tal Lemons. So mm. we talked about focusing on your, your art. We've got a... I hate saying this. Have you got a five-year plan? <laughs> <laughs> Not to break my leg again. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I Get think... Get out of coronavirus. That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, look, I've been really kind of thinking about the idea of doing my own exhibition soon. Um, cool. I feel like I've kind of got to a point where I'm feeling kind of established with my portfolio and, and shots that I've got that I want to put out there. Um, but also, you know, I suppose there's always images in my head that I've kind of like envisioned that I want to create. Um whether they come to fruition or not is a whole other story. But, um, yeah, I suppose for me would be just still continuing along this journey of, of enjoying my photography and mm-hmm. just slowly, slowly progressing it as a business. And, um, look, I, I don't know, I've thought about the idea of whether I would want to do it full time. Um, yep. And I, I don't know, like, it would be pretty epic to be able to go out and take photos when you want and then and then sell them and ship them around the world or whatever but i'm like kind of whether that would then make it a, a, an arduous task an arduous task you know where i'm yeah then just losing the love of it so and you know i love i love working in, in mental health too so i suppose yeah probably just keep tracking on and just keep capturing images that you know are special to me and you know other people really appreciate yeah that's yeah. i think it's well, it, it counts as advice too, the future plans. So just enjoying it and mm. seeing what comes. Because a lot of people, I think, they set the goal of you know mm. transforming that passion into a business and then things don't work out after the first six months and you can end up just banging your head against the wall. Yeah, so yeah. A good way to, or a refreshing way to do it, approach it, is to take your time. Mm. I agree. So, Tal, where can we follow your story? Um, look, I'm, like I said, I'm on socials, um, Instagram, I'm just Tal Lemons, one word, T-A-L-T-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-S. There you go. I had to think about how to spell my <laughs> name. Jeez. Um, yeah, so but Tal is in Talbot. Yeah, Talbot. That's, yeah, that's what my mother would call me if I'm in trouble. <laughs> Let's not go there. Talbot? <laughs> but yeah, look, um, Finish and your it, dinner, Talbot? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Don't, it's giving me flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> But um, at the same time, like if anybody's interested in um, my work, you know, jump online to uh, my websites, you know, tallemonsphoto.com. Um, yeah, you can buy directly from there. If you've got custom things that you want to want to talk about, you know, hit me up. I'm totally yeah, cool. happy to try and try and help. You know. Is that is the Apex print for sale? Yeah, that's one of my highest selling prints um, yep. through the website. Um, is that a limited edition or no no and that's something I have you know I haven't decided to do um, I'm thinking that I want to keep it open just you know I suppose it, it does then limit the potential for, for selling stuff you know who knows you know 50 years down the track or whatever yeah so um, that's the thing with those sort of timeless photos you can sell them mm, you could sell that in 30 years time it's still that's right you know it's still relevant so. yeah yeah, that's right. There'll so, still be waves, hopefully, and that's right. A clean ocean, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hey, fingers crossed. So, yeah, look, just kind of jumping on socials and and my website if that's something that you know you want to pursue. Absolutely. Mm. And any young photographers that want, might want to come out with you? Yeah, hit me up too. I've had a few yeah. crew, you know, just ask questions or whatever it is, and I'm, you know, more than merry. I'm happy to help. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the end, you know, it's just about getting out there and trying it for yourself and. It is a hard hobby to kind of, well, you know, hobby, hobby or creative side to get into because it costs so much money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose, um, yeah, if it's if it feels right for you, you know, I encourage you to pursue it. Yeah, really appreciate your time today. It's been so good to chat. That's that's one hour, mm. pretty much already. So I really appreciate your time today. Just for our listeners, it's Wednesday afternoon, about six o'clock in the evening, and Tails had a big day at work, so. Really, really appreciate you coming out and doing the interview with us. So thank you very much. Uh, no sweat at all, guys. It's been real, really nice to chat to you. And um, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Tal. I'll hand it over to Jess. Jess, you can tell our listeners where to find us and follow our story and all the rest. All right, guys. So uh, just to finish off, um, if you want to head over to the website to see uh, Tal and the accompanying blog, it's www. 
no www.surfghostcreatives.com w- <laughs> got the accent like going <laughs> couldn't even say my own name <laughs> <laughs> and then we're on facebook and instagram so follow us along follow along there and um yeah we're just gonna leave it there thanks for your time today tell it was awesome to chat to you and uh, hear your story so hopefully everyone out there got a little well there's heaps of tips in there so i'm sure they've got something out of it but thank you again no no sweat at all thanks for having me jeff and ben